Welcome to hour number two on a Friday on Hashtag Daily K with your host, Peter Bint. How much do you know about K-food? How much hanshik have you eaten? We invite you into the world of Korean food, of course, including the history and culture of it. We'll introduce trendy foods and famous restaurants on Dish of the Day with Chef Ryan. It is a Friday. We've got to talk food dish of the day and our newly appointed weekly chef. Ryan is also an old guest of ours from the show. If you've been listening for years, Ryan, welcome back. Hey, man, it's good to be here. I got a little, I can't lie, I've got a little bit of butterflies. Oh, you know? it's so it's, nice it's to have you. While. It seems like we've traveled back in time because what you were on the show, maybe we were trying to place it, but we've both got bad memories, I feel. Maybe two to three years back. I guess so, a year and a half, two at least, yeah. something like that. Yeah. So to introduce yourself to our new listeners, because we got a lot of the old crew who will remember you, mm-hmm. but maybe some that are meeting you for the first time. Who are you? What do you do here in Korea? You obviously have a farm. <laughs> right, right. Well, uh, my name is Ryan Phillips. I've been in Korea for about 15 years. Uh, uh, years and years ago, I got here and, and became a culinary professor. And uh, what happened was I would go in and ask for ingredients. Mm-hmm. And they would tell me, Opsoil, no more piso. They're unavailable. They're too expensive you yes. know, for things like uh, large amounts of fresh herbs or mm-hmm. jalapenos. Um, yeah. And uh, and so I started a garden club with the students, and that actually failed miserably because everybody <laughs> left in the summer, you know, oh, for no. summer vacation. Okay, and everything died. <laughs> uh, but I got hooked, and yeah. some friends too, and so we created Barefoot Gardens mm-hmm. and do a lot of events out there. I'm always cooking somewhere, you know. Yeah, and you're yeah. still doing your professor teaching role as well. Here to and students. there, here and there, as you can imagine, uh, during COVID times, it got hit pretty hard. It's mm. hard to teach culinary, you know, via Zoom. Yeah. Um, Unlike other courses that you could easily do that with, but uh, or fairly easily, I suppose. It's so good to have you in the studio. Tropico, one of our newer listeners who wasn't on board when you were on the show, says, you're the Scotch Bonnet Peppers aficionado. I need some of your hot sauce. Welcome. We look forward to the hot and spicy dish of the day. Oh, maybe <laughs> maybe someday I can torture Peter with some hot sauce again. I'm looking forward to it because you've given me a few bottles over the years and they've been delicious. So different Thanks, from store-bought stuff. And Tropico, just FYI, is from the Caribbean and I think used to a lot of this hot and spicy. Oh, I love the Scotch bonnets we grow more scotch bonnets on our little farm than anybody else in the country wow that's an interesting factoid isn't it sherry osborne's on board from canada saying i don't know chef ryan but i'm excited to get to know him silver granny says is this the chef ryan from instagram i think it is indeed uh follow the barefoot gardens page for amazing videos and uh tempting you to come down if you ever visit Korea as well. Absolutely, yeah. We've had quite a few of the listeners on the farm in years past. Yeah, Yeah. that's been amazing, hasn't it? I'm looking forward to an event down there, like a like a team gathering once the weather warms up and COVID dies Right, down. it's too cold out there. Well, Fingers you know, crossed. I say that we're going to do a movie night this Sunday. Wow. Um, where you can roast marshmallows and watch a Christmas flick. You're going to have some the fires farm. as well to Camp- keep us warm. Gotta <gasps> have campfires, yeah. All yeah. right, I might have some new plans for the weekend. We'll have to see. So, Dish of the Day is kind of similar to when you were here, which was Yes Chef. We've just taken out the What's in Your Fridge segment, but we could resuscitate that. We've got an ingredient or a dish 
every week. What have you brought in for us this week, Ryan? What are we going to take a deep dive into? I wish I had a great big bowl. <laughs> Of the, you remember that that uh, dolce pot oh. that I would bring, that heavy stone pot? Yes. I wish I had one here for you to just open up and steam out. But, oh, what would know, be inside? Kalguksu. <laughs> oh, kalguksu. How do we say this in English, do you think? Because I've seen it knife-cut noodles, like literally taking the kal into mm -hmm. account, and guksu meaning noodles. Or maybe you just have to describe them as flour-based noodles in a soup? Usually I see it as, as uh, knife-cut noodles, but mm -hmm. if you search, you know, phonetic English, kalguksu, mm -hmm. um, that you'll find so many recipes, so many beautiful videos that people have made over the years. Yes. Uh, and so many variations. Mm. This is one Korean dish that really it's limitless, isn't it? Yeah, in terms of the combinations of ingredients, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it's a perfect winter dish with the hot, soupy base, right? Absolutely. Yeah, well, it's chicken noodle soup sometimes. Or sometimes there's no chicken in it whatsoever. Mm -hmm. But the the one thing that you have to have to have yeah. kalguksu is the knife-cut noodles. Uh -huh. And you can think of it as, um, well, like so many other noodles, but there's there's just not uh, the egg in there like you normally have in, in pasta. Uh -huh. You know, what color is pasta? yellow right because uh -huh. of the egg yolk oh is that why that's it's yellow why. that's oh. why yeah. and kaiguksu yeah when you see it, it's very white mm -hmm. and that's because it's got no egg no egg although there are some ancient recipes that uh -huh. are listed where they did use egg oh. so we're not entirely sure but today Egg is not normally found in kalguksu, mm. uh, in those noodles. Wow. Uh, it's flour and water and a little bit of oil and salt. And that's it, right? Or starch as well, like okay. a corn starch or a potato starch. But yeah. Sherry Osborne saying kalguksu. No, it's the kiok sound. So kal, kal, like an almost K sound. And as Ryan right. was saying, phonetically, if you spell it K-A-L-G-U-K-S-A, You'll see lots of stuff about it, right? And Nari Ryu, one of our Korean listeners, says, my favorite one is the yukkejang kalguksu. Oh. We're going to talk about the types later, right? There's so many. <laughs> I, I even, getting ready for today, I even, you know, had to do my homework. And, uh, <laughs> and I found so many more that now I can't wait to try. Oh, yeah. fantastic. Yeah, one of my faves is the one that he mentioned, a spicier version. But you mentioned, like, ancient recipes. So does that mean this has a long history? That's that's the thing. There, This goes back even... Uh, the first record of it was around a thousand years ago. Wow. Yeah. A thousand yeah. years of history. Yeah, because yeah, a lot of dishes we've talked about recently in Dish of the Day... I thought they were proper ancient, but then uh, Chef Chung, your predecessor, would tell us that the ingredients in these dishes are not native to Korea. They've only been here for a couple of hundred years and right, stuff. And I'd be right, like, oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. Like even kimchi is the spicy version is not that old, right? For three or 400 years, something yeah, like that. It's yeah, it's unbelievable. Yeah. So with kalguksu, I think we've shown a photo. Maybe I missed it on the stream. If we haven't, we'll get a picture up of this. We've got Ryan in the studio, but he's definitely following the trend with our visual radio and with the soupiness. And like you said, it can sometimes be almost like a chicken that's noodle it. Soup. That, that image is like chicken noodle soup. Yeah. 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 So a chicken broth mm -hmm. and, and shredded chicken. And um, others would have, you know, a full range. So, so if you're listening today and you want to make something like this, you know, you can literally do any variation that you want. You know, be it seafood, beef pork chicken you name it they're all they're all in there yeah so yeah. the broth can be anything it's the noodles that are the key here right mm. and i was talking about this recently for birthday traditions on another show i'm on 
and Korea believes this as well. I think China does. Longer noodles are good for. You know, you've heard that as well, right? For a longer yeah. life. That's right. And so, <laughs> so you can't break the noodle while you're eating it, and you you you'll often hold it up. Your oh, I got I got this longer noodle. I'm going to live forever. <laughs> and yeah. like, I I wanted to ask you this: What's your personal opinion when we eat noodles? Is it okay to slurp in Korea? In Korea, it's totally okay. Yeah, right. Right. It's yeah. not rude. Yeah. No, it's not at all. But if I was with my mom and dad and grandma <laughs> back, and I started slurping noodles, they would definitely look at me for. Yeah, so here it's okay, and especially you don't want to cut them. Like Ryan said, you'll have a shorter life. It's scientifically maybe not proven yet. We got lots of messages coming in to read out, and uh, Tropical K saying it looks really hearty, maybe like a soup for the soul. That could be a good description of kogoksu on a winter's day. Oh, you know the perilla seed one. Oh, okay, you tried that. Do you like that? Too scary talking about that is. Definitely more like savory and hearty, I feel. Uh, I just had it the other day. Wintertime, the kalguksu with the perilla seed broth. Mm. And and that one, you put the noodles in. You don't cook them separately. They've got all that extra flour dust on them, Uh and you drop them right in, and it makes the broth so thick. Ah, because of the flour on them. Oh, oh, you just want to go. I think I did. I think I fell asleep for an hour and a half (laughs) right after lunch. That's what they'll do to you, right, in the wintertime. Siska also saying, Omar, I've never tried the yukkejang kogoksu, the spicy version. I like yukkejang and kogoksu separately. I'd love to try them mixed together. You should. Yeah. You got a couple of messages? I do. Yeah. From Sherry Osborne. Soups are amazing in the winter, so I'm excited already. I feel like I would want to throw some gochujang in there to make that very uh, red. Yeah. I I have to agree. You know, and there are so many options on kalguksu that use duenjang or gochujang or gochukaru, the the red pepper flakes, the red pepper paste, or Mm. the soybean paste. Yeah. Um, Really, it's limitless. That's, That's great. That's the wonderful thing about this dish that we're not snooty about it it's the noodles that stay the same but the broth can be pretty much like you said anything leon says it reminds him of a chinese dish called dao xiao mian which can be translated as knife cut noodles as well and looking up the images it does look very similar like the noodles themselves the broth broth looks a bit maybe darker more rich but yeah that does look amazing as well doesn't it very similar noodle Thank yeah, you the for wide. making us hungry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you got another message? I do from Jay Lee. Uh, knife cut soups. I th- I can think a few I can make off the top of my head. I'd rather use egg noodles. I love egg noodles. Oh. Um, with, if you incorporate the egg, of course, you're getting, um, there's more fat there. Mm-hmm. So they become a little bit more rich, of course. Yeah. Uh, then making them from scratch. I can do a nice variation of this. I hope we can help you out with that, Jay Lee, today. We'll we'll give you some tips and, and some options that you can play with this weekend if you want to make these at home. I can't remember who I was talking to, but they were saying, like, we can get so many things in Korea now, like, compared mm. to maybe 10, even five years ago in terms of ingredients. I know, they're right? going to put my farm out of business. <laughs> yeah, stop it, for Chef Ryan's sake. But one thing that they found difficult, this person I was talking to, to get is good egg noodles, like the kind of Chinese style or Hong Kong that's style. That's so true. And maybe, you know, they're pretty easy to make. Maybe that's why. But, or, hmm. Do we have, like, 
Korean egg noodles. Not like not really. Right? No, no. I can't think of any dishes that really use a lot of egg in the noodle. Yeah, I um, wonder why. Yeah, yeah. But those light, like a like a beef stroganoff. Did you mm. grow up with that? We had that from yeah. time to time. They also had the canned versions in the yeah, UK, which sure. wasn't quite as good. But that was delicious. So moving on, this dish, which we've got a photo of, this is what kalguksu to me means. Like same here. The pajidak one, right? Exactly. The same clams. here. For for you, my first year or two in Korea, I really thought that this was kalguksu with the little neck clams, Mm -hmm. uh, a seafood broth using kelp and some radish, Mm. uh, definitely some garlic um, and and anchovies to make the broth. Then you remove those ingredients and then you can either cook the noodles in the broth or cook them separately, depending. Actually, the biggest biggest difference there is if you cook them separately, it's Mm. better if you're going to eat it a little bit later Uh because the noodles have a less chance of getting too soggy and too soft. I don't like it when that happens. Right. Nobody does. If you're going (laughs) to eat it right away, I really like to put the noodles in Uh the broth itself. And cook them like that. Yeah, it gets a little bit thicker. Yeah, you can see from the photo we showed you, that's a little bit of a thinner broth. And I think most of the places where, I, where I've had this dish, that's how they give it to me, mm. where the noodles must have been cooked separately. And it's a lighter broth than that kind of hearty chicken one or the the two, yeah, the perilla seeds we were talking about. Well, and if you, if you go to the west, mm. where there's all the mud flats, you know, mm. where the salt comes from, where, yeah. it's, where it's really shallow, that's where all the clams are. And that's where you find that dish. Oh. And if you go to another region in Korea, you'll mm-hmm. find more of other variations like chicken oh. or more seafood in there. I see. Um, So it's quite regional in what's in there. Absolutely. Or at least originally it was. Yeah, Yeah. because you can definitely find that dish in Seoul, right? The pajidak, the little clam. You better believe it, yeah. (laughs) For sure. And yeah, now you're saying that West Coast, I think it was Kangwado, one of the big islands off the West Coast, which is connected by a bridge, so it doesn't feel like an island. They have one of my favorite kaigoksu places with some pajon, the big like savory pancakes. Absolutely, yeah. They go really well together. Because then you're getting something hot on the side Mm -hmm. to dip in a little soy sauce. And then, yeah. yeah. It's delicious. Yeah, so like you mentioned, there are some that have more seafood, not just the clams in it. That can be a common one. That's one of my favorites. Uh, Really close to my house, there's a hemul kalguksu, a seafood uh, kalguksu. Mm -hmm. And you'll find abalone, you'll find shrimp, you'll find different size clams, definitely some octopus there, maybe the chukumi, the the baby webfoot octopus yeah um, that's always fun to chew on the texture's great it is <laughs> it is um, and and just you know really you could find so many different types um, we've also got guys seeing your photo repertory I'm sure I've said that wrong uh, the red bean version you of got Kaibuksu. it you got it yeah have you been to the restaurant right here down the street it's iconic that serves this yes I'm so, forgive me I can't remember the name right now but uh-huh. I've been there many times it's kind of famous they actually have three locations right down the street from the studios Ooh. here um, it's famous with because the Seoul Art Center there uh-huh. uh, the musicians after shows and mm. guests after shows will go across the street yeah. and have pot kalguksu oh wow a red bean kalguksu I've never a, come across that it seems like it will be very different from the ones that we've been talking about well, so I, far I, I won't lie you know it's it's never been my favorite Korean flavor from mm. the red beans because <laughs> I, I guess it's just because I'm so used to I, I lived in Mexico before I came to Korea yeah and lived in Brazil before that mm. and and I just 
when I think beans, I think more savory. Yeah. And this this dish rides the line between savory and sweet. Mm. The red beans definitely give some sweetness, but there's no sugar in the noodles. Yeah. Um, and it's so warm and, and heartwarming that um, it's not super sweet. Yeah. That's but very interesting. A thick. Oh, it's so well, right? thick. <laughs> on a cold day, that warms you up. Fantastic. Yeah. Moving on down the list here, Mesengi Kaigoksu. Have you tried that? You probably hate Mesengi. Is Mesengi the thing that kind of reminds me of like snot and bogeys? Yes. <laughs> so yes. You could tell I'm not the biggest fan. And yeah. and I would give you an English name for it, but uh-huh. um, all there is is a scientific name. Okay. You're better off if you want to search it phonetically M A E. S A N G. Okay. Yeah. And then what, like how would we describe that to our listeners? Well, it is a seaweed. Not um, snom bogeys, is it? No. <laughs> let's not do that. No. It, it is a seaweed, but uh-huh. it's, um, you know what, it, what would I would describe it as? is It's kind of like an algae of mm. a seaweed. Yeah. Right? Has that feel. That doesn't um, sound great either. Right? No, it doesn't, but it's really good for you. And the, the texture of it, if you close your eyes. Mm-hmm. And don't think about it as like what you're saying. <laughs> yes. um, I I've fallen in love with this ingredient. We have nothing like it in the West. Oh, I'm I'm sure that if I showed it to my parents, with them having never seen it before, the first time they would probably be a little put off by it. <laughs> yes. But you try it. It's used in a lot of different soups and stews here, and mm-hmm. especially this time of year because it's coming into season. Yeah, it's not like and, the seaweed that we know, like miog or the salted lava that we have. It's very kind of like thin and stringy, right? And delicate, and and it holds on to the heat so yeah. much. So you got to be careful when you eat it from your soup because oh. you think that the soup's not that hot, but that mesengi, it has it holds water inside each of those little hairs. Oh wow! And or steam essentially in there. Yeah. So it can burn your tongue. Be but um, but super good for you, and really a beautiful bright green. Mm. Pairs incredibly well with oysters. Oh. So I've seen even uh, oyster mesengi. Kalguksu. Oh, wow. Yeah. In terms of the combinations. Yeah, it does look like you're eating the sea when I've seen that in just a soup, to be and that's, honest. And that's the flavor that it imparts, <laughs> you know, it, 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 a really nice, fresh seafood flavor. Yeah, Siska's saying a different one. Had one in Jeju, the kalguksu with dried seaweed sprinkled on top. That's often a garnish. Flavor, there. right, yeah, the yeah. kim. Yeah. That, that is nice, but very different to mesengi, I'd say. I'm in London. I'm in Australia. Tokyo. The Philippines. Finland. Indonesia. New York. Arirang Radio. Radio. Now live in Seoul. We've got lots of your messages, even some photos that Ingyin has sent in from Malaysia. And she says, I think these are our similar version in China and Taiwan. They're translated as knife par noodles or pare hmm. noodles and then you sent us also the cooked version photo in the next one because i don't think we get kogoksu like that like kind of dried and hard do we no we do not and that looks a little thinner as mm. well they yes. look great i want to try them oh, but, yeah. but yeah i've not seen kogoksu here I think it's you know it's chewy mm. um they they plump up a, a whole lot like what i grew up 
as um, uh, chicken and dumplings. Oh, okay. Which we don't form them into noodles. We keep them into kind of just like rectangles. Oh, but, nice. But the texture is the same. And really the recipe is kind of the same on making them, too. Yeah, yeah. They, they are. Those ones you showed, Dingy, definitely much thinner than the ones in Korea. And Jackie Wong confirming over in Malaysia as well, the long noodles signify longevity. And we usually have them on our lunar calendar birthdays. Okay. Yeah, I think noodles are common to eat in Korea for that. Traditionally, right, right to signify yeah. living a long time. That's it. Yeah, the longer the noodle, the longer the life. Yeah. <laughs> Siska here says, "Oh, I haven't tried the red bean one too." Um, yes, across from the Soul Art Center. Um, you know, if you go there, Siska, you also have to try. Um, you what you order is you just say hi on sekana a white bowl please oh and um and it's a a tofu soup that is just if you like tofu yeah um it's just so fresh and clean they make it there um that's my, one of my favorite things at the restaurant but they also have the red bean noodles yes yeah, i know sorry. the restaurant you're yeah. talking about is famous for its tofu well at least that's what the sign says exactly yeah. it's been there for years and years. And I don't touch it with a barge pole because I'm not oh, a fan of tofu. Peter. I know, right? <laughs> We're going to get you to branch out some more, man. That's my goal here. Absolutely. Jay Lee says, knife cut noodles with yellow and red bell peppers with mushrooms, blackened chicken and shrimp. Uh, that would be amazing. And always homemade stroganoff for me, not in the cans, Peter. Some fresh sour cream-based <laughs> sauce is always the oh, best. Oh, sour cream. Wow. Absolutely, yeah. We used to miss that here, but now we've got access to plenty of it. In oh, Korea. really? Because I'm yeah. still not sure where to get it. You'll have to tell me after oh, the I'll show. teach you how to make some. Oh, uh, Silver Granny is also talking about shrimp here, talking about doing salt grilled shrimp. I mm -hmm. wonder if that's like Korean style soft grilled shrimp. Oh, or salt grilled. Yeah. Um, anyway, yes, that would go very, very well with kalguksu. Yeah. Um, you know, what I would do with that, if you've got the seafood, the shrimp, then I would do the kalguksu with beef or chicken or pork oh, and, nice. and have that contrast going. And the shrimp on the side, perhaps. That's it. Yeah. That sounds good. Uh, Nadi, who was talking about the spine. Spicy noodles earlier. We've got a photo of the spicy noodles. This is maybe the yukkejang kalguksu. And I wonder if this is traditional because it feels to me like it's almost a fusion of these two dishes. But I love this version because the noodles kind of soak up the spice a little bit. Well, you know, spicy has even become more and more popular in just a few past years yes. <laughs> uh, here in Korea. So we're finding hotter and hotter foods and, mm. and the mukbangs where people are the, the live <laughs> eating shows on YouTube where people are eating the spiciest things imaginable. Yeah. And so obviously we have to have a spicy kalguksu as well. Mm. Um, so you'll find like red pepper flakes and, and red pepper paste uh, mixed in with this. Other than that, essentially it's the same thing as as the more common kalguksu. Oh, nice. And Nadi went on to say in her message just now that having it after shabu shabu, which is oh, where you have right. the pot in front of you, you have the little thin slices of beef and veg and you take it out while you're cooking it, having it after that as a kind of dessert almost in Korea. You have the noodles afterwards. That's delicious. Well, that's that that's that carb load at the end of the meal, like yes. the bokumbap, the stir-fried rice at the end of both. the meal. both. I've seen like you eat the noodles first and then the rice. This, like, what? you know, if I ever if I ever move to another country, I'm carrying this culture with me <laughs> because having that at the end of a meal, the the rice or the noodle dish, mm. it makes so much sense. It's just so comforting. Yeah, the yeah. problem with the kalguksu I find in that setting is it takes longer than you think to cook. Like mm. you put it in that bowl and then usually you think maybe one or two minutes, but it's like five, six minutes later. They're thick noodles. Yeah. And if they're going in cold, if mm. they've been yes. the store-bought cold ones from the I fridge, you've got to make your own. <laughs>
<laughs> restaurants listen to Chef Ryan. We've also got a photo of the perilla seed one you mentioned earlier, just for reference. Wow, mm. that looks thick. It looks like they're proper coated in the perilla seed what soup or broth. That's the one. I I had this for lunch the other day, and it knocked me out. Um, isn't it common also to have maybe sujebi where... Yes, I that restaurant serves... Sujebi is what I was talking about, American-style uh, dumplings. Yes. Essentially, that's a dumpling. Is yeah. it kind of a similar ingredient to the noodles? Then? Absolutely. Just yeah, a different flour, shape. water, starch. But sujebi is often dried before it's thrown in. But uh, at, at most of the restaurants, I think they do them fresh, just like the noodles. Nice. Yeah. Mm. I'm, I'm not a massive fan of Peru. Seed. Is that a common ingredient to have in in the states or the not West? at all? Not at all. So that flavor will surprise. For those maybe. who may not know, the, there's a misnomer on perilla. It's often uh-huh. called sesame leaf. Ah. And so, if you're familiar with the sesame leaves, the seeds from that plant mm. are then dried and ground up, and that's what we're talking about: perilla ah. seeds. Ooh. And to describe them, you know, it's it's kind of bright, but a little peppery at the same time. Uh-huh. Um, in these savory soups like this with that rich, you know, starchy broth, it, it just makes a great contrast and so warming. It mm. just seems to warm you from the inside out. That's why they're so popular here in the winter. It gets incredibly cold. We've got a few restaurants or a famous alleyway to show as well, Ryan. I see in the photo. That looks like a little bit of an older photo there. But uh, <laughs> but no, it, it does a good good job of uh, showing you what it's like. You know Namde Moon. Yes, the market. Um, it, you know, when, when friends or family come visit Korea, I have to show them Namde Moon Market. Mm. It's just such a busy, buzzing place with everything you can imagine. Oh, and it's particularly famous for kalguksu, no? It is. This alley, uh-huh. this alley is all kalguksu. And look at that. Doesn't that look good? That's got the laver. That's got zucchini. That's got carrot. That's got sesame seeds. Wow. Um, it looks like the one on the right has some uh, red pepper paste uh-huh. for a spicy version. And the one on the left does not. Nice. And it so. does look like it's served in the very kind of rudimentary, those thin metal bowls, That's right? That's it. Fast, <laughs> cheap, simple. Yeah. Apparently, you can get like extra noodles for free there. That's the true. That's true. Apparently, if you if you order, I, well, I read that it was about the colder one, mm-hmm. um, at least, and that's that served in the summertime. If you need to cold kalguksu, cool, right? Cold kalguksu. Oh, wow. That if you finish all your noodles, yeah. uh, you just holler at and ask for some more, and it's it's included. Well, that's amazing. Yeah. I did not know that at all. And um, we did promise we haven't got much time, right? Maybe one or two minutes okay. that we'd let our listeners know maybe how to make this at home. You're really great at this i remember what's in the fridge was one of our most popular segments so i I missed it too that was so much fun well um okay when you make a pasta your moisture comes from an egg yolk Mm -hmm. so subtract the egg yolk and then use water Uh so if you've got uh say you're making kalguksu for two people yeah i would use two cups of flour Uh think of the ratio of flour to starch as maybe a six or seven to one okay so six to seven parts flour to one part starch Uh and when i say starch you can use potato starch you could use corn starch as well Mm -hmm. um mix those together with a little bit of salt yeah okay and then usually it's about a two to one from the flour to the water that you're using so if you're making it for two people then two cups of flour Okay. One cup of water. One cup of water. Uh-huh. And then the starch would then be a little less than a quarter of a cup or, or about a quarter of a cup. And then you just like knead that all together? Knead it all together. Add in a little bit of cooking oil. Uh-huh. Uh, here normally we'd use soybean oil. Yeah. Um, 
and you've got to knead it for about 15 minutes. Oh, okay? it's quite late. You want it to get really nice and smooth and soft. Uh-huh. Then put it in a bag and yep. let it rest for at least 45 minutes. Oh, is okay? that essential? It is. It is. Okay. It, when, you, when it comes out of the resting phase, you'll see how it's so much softer. Uh-huh. If anybody who's made pasta before already knows this. Mm. And then, you know, probably break that ball into two parts. Well, if it's just for two people, maybe you could do it all at once. But yeah. you're going to roll it out thin. And I, when I think in in small measurements, I still go back to inches. I apologize. <laughs> okay. But a quarter of an inch okay. um, or thinner, yeah. uh, roll it out. And then you've got to dust it with plenty of flour uh-huh. to keep it from sticking as you fold roll it. Okay. Uh-huh. Fold roll it to where they're about, again, inches, but you know, <laughs> three or four inches yeah. uh, of a fold around, 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 and then take your knife. Yeah. And remember that the pictures you see of cook noodles, they've plumped up in the water. Mm-hmm. All right. So when you're going to cut them, you want to cut them a little bit smaller than that. Uh, no get, a little less than a quarter of an inch, and then they'll plump up to okay. a nice, fat, thick noodle. Well, that sounds brilliant. And as Chef Ryan said, you can be very creative with the broth there. The Absolutely. Noodles the you can use anchovies. You could do chicken broth, beef bones. I think mm. we're going to need to extend the Friday show because there's so much more to talk about. No more time. Time, Ryan. Thank you so much for coming in. It's so wonderful to have you back on the show. Really nice to be back in here. Um, nice to talk to everybody today. We'll yeah. see you again next Friday. Download the Arirang Radio app on your device for free. It's Arirang. A R I R A N G Radio.